My previous failures have led me here today, and I wouldn't trade it for the world. At the time, I couldn't appreciate them for what they were, but they are some of the greatest lessons that I have ever learned. Hey, it's Cindy, and you're listening to the Brave Enough to Try podcast, a show created to provide you with helpful life and small business tips, as well as encouragement and inspiring conversations with friends that I've made along the way so that you can be inspired to be brave enough to chase after your wildest dreams. Hey, my name is Cindy, your host for the Brave Enough to Try podcast. Thank you so much for joining us this week. This week, we are talking about failure and how failure is part of the process in whatever it is that you are trying to do or whatever uh, dream you're trying to chase or goal that you're trying to crush. To be honest with you, I have failed too many times to count. I failed my first semester of college. I failed my first marriage and I even failed my first teaching job. These so-called failures ultimately shaped the person that I am today, and they gave me the courage to try again. Sometimes things happen, and we have no idea why, but then sometimes they happen in a way that when we look back, we realize that those events that took place were for our greater good and to benefit us in the long run. So here's how those three failures above were weaved together to change my life for the better. I was 17 when I started and dropped out of college. I was working full-time at the time, and I could not wrap my head around the school load. I tried to balance work and school, but ultimately, I thought that I would be better off working full-time and just getting a head start on my adulting journey. And not long after that, I was involved in a whirlwind romance, and I ended up getting married at 18. And (laughs) I ended up marrying my partner and moving halfway across the country away from my friends and most importantly, my family. Between the move, missing my family and my partner's constant tours across the sea, we soon began to realize that we really weren't prepared for the responsibility of marriage. We both ended up suffering a lot of heartache, more than I've ever shared before and I just knew that at the time, admitting that I couldn't do it was ultimately the kinder thing to do in the long run. So this is where those two stories meet of my failed first semester of college and my failed first marriage. I was freshly out of my marriage back in my home state, and I learned a lot about who I was in the process. I was also very lucky to have so much work experience by now that at this time ended up landing a really great job for a big box retailer. I worked so hard every single day. I would get there early and I would be the last one to clock out. And I fell into this rhythm that I was really, really proud of. And for the next three years, I would focus on myself and my growth. And I would really begin to feel like I had the whole adulting thing down. Well, during this process, I met a boy, of course, and this boy would turn out to be my bestest friend in the whole world. Every hardship that I encountered, and trust me, there was a lot. He was always there. And every time I shared a dream, he would encourage me to go for it. Now, at this particular time, I had began dating someone. And honestly, he was the nicest guy ever. But then he asked me to marry him and not only marry him, but also move with him across the sea. And after learning from my previous marriage, I knew that I just wasn't there yet. And rushing something with someone out of the sake of not hurting their feelings would do more harm than good. So I ended up saying no. And ultimately that led to my next big heartbreak. But there he was, my best friend, 
showing up with the Ben and Jerry's and pizza, willing to watch the rom-coms with me, anything to pass the time and spend it with me. It was in all of those little moments that I discovered my feelings for him. I was scared to admit them because fear has this way of making you feel like you will lose everything in the process. And to be honest with you, I just couldn't imagine my life without him. So I told him and the next day he showed up at my place with flowers and a sign straight out of the movie Love Actually asking me if I would date him. And we've been together ever since. The thing I learned is that your partner has to love you at your worst and at your best through it all and ultimately know you for who you truly are. Those three years of friendship allowed us that. And now we've been blissfully married for 10 plus years and are the parents of an incredible kid who makes every day the funnest. Friends, I had a redo on the marriage front. And since my partner was always my biggest cheerleader, when I shared the dream to finish college and become a first-generation college grad in my family, he said, go for it. So at the age of 26, I went back to college full-time while working two jobs, helping my husband with our beautiful little girl, and I ended up graduating summa cum laude, top of my class, with two national awards, and achieving my dream of being a first-generation college graduate. To top it off, I got my first teaching job right away, and although things were looking promising, I failed. Everything that could go wrong did. I started to question my ability to teach, my ability to do the thing I went to school for, and I felt as though I was failing the students. And that was honestly the hardest part for me. These kids who were already suffering so much in their everyday life, I just wanted to be a place of refuge for them. I kept being told that I cared too much and that I cared too much about the things that educators are not supposed to care about, like keeping food for the kids, buying art supplies out of my own pocket for the classroom, tutoring them in other areas after school. It got to the point where I spent more time at school than I did at home, and I spent two hours on the highway every day for this job. So when my contract came up for the next year, I ultimately turned it down. It was a decision that weighed heavily on me, and at times I still carry that pain in some ways. I remember telling my husband that I just didn't think I was going to teach again. I didn't know you could love something so much and it also be the thing that hurts you the most. I love those kids and I couldn't be their everything and be the everything for my family. I had already made the decision that I was going to pursue my master's and work in the museum education department when I got a phone call from a dear friend telling me about this great school and that I should apply for it. I told her that I just didn't have it in me at the moment, but I thanked her for thinking of me. However, two weeks later, I got a phone call from that school asking me to come in for an interview. I didn't even realize that they knew who I was, but thanks to my friend, they did. I came in and they had printouts of my previous awards, my art portfolio, and we ended up having this really incredible conversation about how art is important in school and all the really great things that I would love to see in the community. And it was in that moment I realized, wow, I really still love teaching and I'm 100% passionate about this. I just need to find that perfect match. And there was a part of me that just felt like, okay, maybe I can do this again. Well, I ended up being hired on the spot. It ended up being the best school with the best kids, the best parents, and the best coworkers. I still loved my kids wholeheartedly and would do anything for them. I was only 10 minutes from home, but I could commute easily and also attend all of my students' activities outside of school and be there for them in a way that I couldn't be for my previous students. Also, the age range was different, but nonetheless, they were all very special to me. During my years as an educator, I won some more awards and have done some really incredible things, including mentoring other teachers nationally. I've shared lessons and curriculums in journals and magazines that I'm really proud of. But the thing that has touched me the most 
is that some of my previous students who are now adults um, from my first failed year of teaching have actually reached out to me to tell me thank you and how much I changed their life, even if I was only in it briefly. And honestly, they will never know how much that means to me because from the inside, I was a failure who was not getting it right. But on the outside, I was what they needed at the time. Since then, I've had countless other students reach out and send me the most amazing messages. And although I have left the classroom to pursue some other dreams that tug at my heart, my previous failures have led me here today and I wouldn't trade it for the world. At the time, I couldn't appreciate them for what they were, but they are some of the greatest lessons that I have ever learned and they have given me the courage and the bravery to try again. Friends, your failures do not define you. I hope that you use them as a stepping stone and I hope that you let your courage take flight. May you forever be brave enough to try again. To continue the conversation, come join me over at Instagram at It's Anymore or at Brave Enough to Try Podcast. Bye.